Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray here and great to have you along. If this is the first podcast you have tuned into of ours, we would love for you to stick around. Let us know what you think. Good, bad or indifferent, you can get hold of us on the email podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or you can get hold of us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok as well. We are a Kiwi motorcycling podcast made by Kiwi riders for Kiwi riders. That is to say we ride bikes, you ride bikes and we want to cater to you. So whether you're an adventure rider, a cruiser rider, a dirt rider, a tourer or just a city commuter, let us know what you want to hear on the podcast and we'll try and cater for that. What's going on? Well, we've got a bit of, bit of stuff going on in this week's podcast. We're going to tackle the news very shortly, but don't forget, this Sunday, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it goes out, uh, this Sunday is the Rebel Revival show. So if you're anywhere near the Wellington region, head along to Brewtown from midday on Sunday for a bit of a bike show. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, it's going to be some, some bikes to look at, some beers to try. Uh, don't drink and drive, though. And um, I'm going to be there on the mic uh, sharing all the good stuff with you. So come along to Brewtown from midday this Sunday and uh, enjoy Rebel Revival. Uh, Hopefully next week's show, I will be sharing with you what it's like to actually ride the brand new Ducati Desert X. Yeah, that's kind of exciting. But without further ado, on this week's podcast, let's do the news. Like a phoenix rising from the ashes, New Zealand's Roma Edwards has hit the international scene big time, being crowned being crowned British Women's Motocross Champion for 2022. It's a truly remarkable comeback and a meteoric rise for, for the young woman, who, after a huge motocross crash at the provincial event in the South Island nearly three years ago, had been told she would never walk again. Edwards was seriously injured in November 2019, breaking both her ankles at a racing event at the Martinborough Championships. She was given the heartbreaking news by her doctor that both her ankles were broken and her racing days were over, and she could potentially lose her left foot. Edwards was forced to watch the racing from the sideline, propped up by a pair of crutches, as visiting Australian Charlie Cannon won the women's class at the Honda-sponsored Woodville GP in January 2020. A year later, in January 2021, Edwards had fully recovered, and she impressed in becoming the women's champion at the 60th annual Woodville GP event. Her comeback was complete, but then soon afterwards, the bike world would be put to sleep by the COVID-19 pandemic. The pandemic caused a halt to a lot of the racing community's activities in the months and years that followed, with the New Zealand motocross GP at Woodville cancelled for January 2022. However, in early April this year, the 19-year-old travelled from her home in Tauranga to the United Kingdom, accompanied by her mum Lisa, excited to compete in the British Women's Motocross Championship, an eight-round series held over five months. Blue Wing Honda New Zealand had already shipped out the Honda CRF 250R for her to race. In between racing, 
Edwards trained hard both on and off the bike under the guidance of her New Zealand coach Black Dirt Collective and that dedication reaped a rich reward for her winning the UK title for 2022. Edwards was born in the UK but immigrated to New Zealand uh, when she was aged just two years old. A UK title has always been a goal of hers and that is now one that she can tick off her bucket list. For more information and some photos, the story written by Andy McGeekin of BikesportNZ.com and can be found in the latest edition of Kiwi Rider magazine. Go to kiwirider.co.nz for more. Beta motorcycles have dropped the covers on their forthcoming premier models in the 2023 RR Racing line of Enduros. Beta New Zealand expects the first batch of the new RR Racing lineup to arrive at the tail end of 2022, with the RR200, RR250, and RR300 Racing two-stroke models, and the RR390 Racing and RR430 Racing, as well as the RR480 Racing four-stroke models, all confirmed to be heading our way. Pricing is still to be finalised but we do know that the new 2023 Beta RR racing models have received some tasty upgrades for the forthcoming model year. Headlining the updates for the 2023 Beta RR racing models is a switch to KYB rear shock for the first time. According to Beta's, according to Beta, KYB worked closely with the Tuscan brand's R&D department to ensure the C46 RCU monoshock uh, has improved performance. The front end suspenders remain the same, a 48mm KYB AOS closed cartridge fork, but some revised settings by Beta to put it in tune with the rear shock out back. For the two-stroke specifically, Beta has stuck with its choice of doing away with an automatic oil mixer so that its racing bikes continue to be as light as possible, which translates to more agility. However, if you want an auto mixer, Beta has one available as an aftermarket accessory. Being racing models, the RR Racing line also scores a long list of racing-derived components, including a quick-release front front axle, uh, blue racing seat, and new reinforced handguards. More information on Beta's 2023 RR Racing mo- lineup can be found at kiwirider.co.nz. Just interrupting this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast to let you know it's spring. Have you thought about your motorcycle insurance? Protector Insurance do a massive range of motorcycle insurance. It's motorcycle insurance by motorcyclists for motorcyclists with some awesome benefits like they can give you the booking fee for your Ride Forever course back. They can cover not only your bike but your gear as well and they can do track day cover. So check out protectorinsurance.co.nz and get a quote today. I was incredibly surprised I even saved money on my policy. Protectorinsurance.co.nz That's P-R-O-T-E-C-T-A insurance.co.nz And thanks Protector for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. Caution, motorcycling is addicted. No, I'm not addicted. I can quit at any time. I just choose not to. Now, when I was a kid, no one in my family rode motorcycles. In fact, no one in my family had any interest in anything automotive, apart from occasionally taking me to the local speedway. That's about it. The fact that now in my 30s I've become so heavily addicted to motorcycling is somewhat of an anomaly. I think I've always had a bit of a fascination with motorcycles, 
I remember sitting in Picton waiting on a ferry and seeing these guys roll up on some pretty sweet looking two-wheeled machines. They were on a road trip and to me the thought of being able to travel the country just you and the bike with whatever you can pack in your luggage on the pillion seat, feeling the wind and smelling the cows in the paddock you're passing and just taking the road less travelled. All of these things come together in one irresistible package, the feeling of freedom. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. My first introduction to anything motorised on two wheels was an unregistered, unwarranted 49cc scooter. I was flatting in Christchurch and a friend of mine had this scooter. Something about it intrigued me. Maybe it was the low fuel cost, not entirely sure, but I offered this guy a laptop and a PSP as a trade for said scooter. So here I was, with said scooter, and in fact the day I picked it up, I learnt a lot about it. I whiskey throttled it up a lamppost, bending the front forks and warping the front wheel. That didn't really worry me too much. I bombed around Christchurch on this wee thing, taking it places it really probably shouldn't have gone. A few months later, I had a job offer in Invercargill, so I sold the scooter and headed off to the Deep South for a real job. A couple of months into this job, I found myself thinking, I'm young, wild, free. I could do literally anything you know what, I'm going to go get my motorcycle license. So having never ridden a motorcycle with actual gears and a clutch, I booked my basic handling skills test the next day. I had about five minutes to get acquainted with this little GN125, and then I had the test. I remember there was a braking test, I remember a distance between two lines, and I remember some tight turning circles. And then, of course, there was the portion of road code theory. I passed, I got my certificate, and then I headed off to the AA centre to complete my learner scratch and sniff test. There we go. I had my learner licence. About 24 hours after deciding I wanted to get my motorcycle licence, I had a piece of paper that said I could ride a motorcycle. But could I really ride a motorcycle? Next off was to find a motorcycle. Back then, we were restricted to 250cc. So I called a mate at MCR in Dunedin, and he just traded in a 1986 Honda VT250F. A few days later, I drove two hours north to Dunedin to pick up said Honda. I'm thankful to Rick at MCR for ensuring that I was kitted out with Magna jacket and pants, gloves, boots, and a suitable HJC helmet. I remember the feeling of swinging a leg over the bike for the first time that day in the dealership, and I was hoping that I'd be able to pull away on this machine without stalling, hoping that the people in the dealership wouldn't recognise how inexperienced I actually was. It felt wrong to be able to go from having no licence to riding something like this on the road that quickly. But once out of the dealership and heading up the road, I remember this uncontrollable, massive smile creeping across my face inside that helmet. I may have even had a little giggle to myself, because riding a motorcycle is the best thing in the world. That was the moment, I think, that I became hooked. Over that weekend, I tripped around Dunedin, trying to get myself a bit of seat time, and then on the Monday, I got up early and straddled the Mighty 250 and started heading back to Invercargill. I remember it being pretty much exactly a two-hour trip from Dunedin to Invercargill. And I remember thinking it was crazy that within a week of deciding to get my motorcycle license, I had my 6L endorsement and a bike 
with more than enough power to get someone as inexperienced as I was in a load of trouble. I was out riding on State Highway 1. That first open road ride from Dunedin to Invercargill down SH1 between 7 and 9am taught me so much. It was absolutely the scariest ride of my life. Not for the reasons I would now freely point out to a new rider though. The possibility of gravel on a corner or ice didn't even factor into my poor ignorant mind. The biggest thing was the trucks heading in the opposite direction. Whenever I went past one, the wind gust would hit me like a brick wall, like a ton of bricks, and I had to clench and hold on with everything I had, hoping I wouldn't get blown off the road. Funny, because this sort of thing just doesn't seem to faze me anymore. Invercargill, though, is possibly the single best place for a young impressionable male with an interest in motorcycles to live. I'm sure you've all watched the World's Fastest Indian movie, but there is so much more happening down there. Just one example, Teretonga Racetrack. It's a brilliant facility right on your doorstep, and the local motorcycle clubs are very welcoming. God, was I ignorant. That poor 250cc Honda, it lived outside, it never got washed, chain maintenance, what was that? I couldn't tell you what tyres were on it, I never bothered adjusting the bars or ergonomics, the fork oil was probably as black as the Ace of Spades, if there even was any, and pretty much the same for the engine oil as well. To say the bike was neglected was an understatement, but it did me well, carrying me from Invercargill to Dunedin and on to Christchurch on numerous road trips. When I eventually shifted to the North Island, I had the bike transported up and continued to ride it from Topor, where I lived, to Auckland. That trip was around 280 kilometres, and the wee Honda could only manage around 250 kilometres to a tank, including the reserve. I remember one trip where I just couldn't be bothered stopping for fuel, so I rode as far and as fast as I could until I eventually ran out of gas. I was on the Auckland Southern Motorway heading north, and I felt the engine cough. Then, with little more notice, it completely died. I was not far away from the Takanini off-ramp, coasted the bike as far as I could, and then had to push it about a kilometre to a fuel station. That first bike did me well, considering I never put any effort into maintenance, but I cringe at how inexperienced I was. And how things that go through my mind now when preparing for a road trip never seemed to cross my mind back then. I'm lucky I never came off. I'm thankful to the people who offered me support and, ad- and advice, even though back then I probably never really took it on board. My motorcycle ownership since those days has been long and varied, but the addiction is real. I now ride a motorcycle to work 98% of the time, even though I have a car park at work, and I could take a car anytime I like. Back in the day, though, motorcycling, I think, was more of a cheap form of transport. These days, it's far from that, with the extreme registration costs and the extra gear we need to wear. But, I'm Ray Heron, and I have an addiction. The first step to curing an addiction is admitting you have one, right? Well, with so many roads unexplored and so many motorcycles I haven't ridden, I'm not sure at this point in time that I want to be cured. Well, she's been a cracker of a, of a season, a riding season already. We got underway with uh, Motorcycle Awareness Month last month, 
And uh, I've been out on both the Beta and the T7 lately. Actually got out on the Beta over the weekend. Caught up with some guys on the Wellington Adventure Riders Facebook page. And we headed out through the Akatarawas uh, for a quick blat. I met up with them at 8.30, 9 o'clock at the Karapoti car park. And then we headed off into the bush for probably what I think is my fastest ride through that kind of terrain. Or definitely through that part of the country anyway. So um, got the the tyres on the beta. Got the Karoo Extreme on the rear. Big knobby lugs, but they're kind of arranged in a horizontal pattern. They're not kind of crisscrossed all over the show. Decent grip off the rear though. The Metzler MC360 front, which is, um, is kind of sold as a hard-wearing tyre. No silica, it's 100% carbon black. Very hard-wearing tyre, and it's, it's proving to be a very hard-wearing tyre. You, you compromise on the grip on the tar seal, but it's, it's proving to be one heck of a solid tyre. I mean, the lugs on it, you know, there's not much flex in them. But yeah, had a blast on the beta through the uh, Karapoti uh, Akatarawa Forest over the, the weekend, and um, those tyres are they're holding up nicely, actually. I mean, any time you have a um, a knobbly tyre on the tar seal, it's going to be a little bit dicey. The rear, the Karoo Extreme, is quite good. It's not too bad. I don't mind it. But the um, MC360R on the front... Definitely is an off-road tyre. I am nervous having something like that on the street because that is what contributed to me dropping the beta and sending it down the road on its side. But a very hard-wearing and solid tyre for the kind of terrain that we've been riding on. So lots of fun. Uh, there's some videos going up on social media, especially on Instagram, doing a lot of reels, and you can check those out. If you want to see that, uh, that's, that content, Make sure you like um, Beta Motorcycles New Zealand on Instagram and Moto NZ on Instagram as well. And got a whole lot of videos coming out on the Moto NZ YouTube channel. Try and get a video out every Monday. Haven't missed a week so far. I'll, I'll share with you a raw video riding the Beta through the uh, Akatarawa Forest. Uh, also coming up, we're going to be wrapping the Tenere 700. Still time for you to let us know what colour you reckon the T7 should be. I have de-stickered the front half of the bike. I've got the competition white. The competition white? Competition red. One of those, anyway. Basically, the front half of the bike's red. The back half, uh, sorry, the back half of the bike's red. Front half of the bike is white, and there's black in the middle. And I think it'll look good all in one colour, but I can't decide whether to do all white, all red, or maybe there's another colour you reckon would be good. A lot of uh, comments came through last time we asked for your opinion, so... Um, Keep those comments coming through, and uh, we might be um, might be doing a giveaway or something soon as well, which is quite cool. Otherwise, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, share this podcast with a riding buddy of yours. Uh, as I said at the start of the show, you can get hold of us by emailing podcast at kiwirider.co.nz or through any social media channel, just search out Kiwi Rider Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, whether that be you want to get in touch, say g'day, or you want to share, share some feedback about the show. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, anyway, this is Kiwi Rider Podcast. I've been Ray Heron. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. <laughs>